Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another one of our Red X podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we are broadcasting this on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on our fa- on our uh, our corporate page, theredx.com. Uh, and uh, and thank you to those who uh, are always present with us and chiming in with comments and questions. We appreciate that. We've got Carl Spencer with us uh, from Keller Williams Realty here in Utah. And uh, Carl is going to share some really, really cool stuff with us. So uh, uh, be sure to get your comments and your questions in there. But Carl, thanks for joining us. Welcome. Can you uh, introduce yourself a little bit for us? Yes, absolutely. I'm Carl Spencer. I work with uh, Keller Williams Westfield, one of our brokerages here in Utah County in Utah. I've been doing real estate now for a couple of years, been having a really great time doing it. I absolutely love the career choice and the path that I decided to take on this. And uh, and so you've been full-time in real estate now a couple of years. We talked about this um, pre, uh, pre-show. And uh, in those two years, you, you're you up to 62 transactions, right? Yes, sir. Yes, I am, which is, is pretty exciting. Yeah, that's it's amazing, right? When you look at, at what the average realtor does, 62 is well above average, right? Yeah, I have a lot of fun. I, I like to think that I'm pretty good at my job. You know, it's one thing I try not to walk around and tell everyone in my neighborhood I'm great. But at the same time, I tell them I really love what I do and I, I get a joy out of it. So in, in those couple of years that you've been successfully doing real estate, um, where did your business come from? What, what are you out, What are you doing to generate business? Uh, where are your transactions coming from? Let's talk about that for a little bit. I am uh, maybe not unique, but a little unique to uh, myself in this in this point. I am a strictly a sphere agent. I I do dab a little bit if I can, um, trying to prospect, but my form of prospecting is very different. I, I'm not, I'll just call it as it is. I'm not super skilled in calling expireds for sale by owners, um, circle prospecting. It, it's not really my forte. It's not something I have a good skill set with. What I'm really good at, though, is building relationships with people, having a lot of fun. We, you know, we it's an it's a blast. Every transaction is a blast. And with that, I take that momentum and I really work hard at taking my clients and getting referrals out of them for their friends, their other friends and things like that. So that's really where I come from. I I, I get most of my work. In fact, probably 95 percent of it has come from pure referrals. So. That's super rare to come into the business and and all of a sudden, I mean, 62 transactions in two years from from your sphere, from referrals. That's like unheard of, right? I mean, super, super rare. So so it, can you go into a little more detail about what you do and how you do it? Because I think every agent out there wants to get to the point that that you have achieved very quickly, right? And that's to be able to generate uh, enough business that that not only you're not only you're meeting your goals but even exceeding your business exceeding your goals and and growing your business 
talk to me a little more in detail about how you do that because everybody who's listening to this is going to go, how is he doing it? Right. So talk to me a little more de detail. Let's, let's take a scenario that you've just completed a transaction. Um, uh, maybe somebody from, from your sphere already. What then what's, what's next? How do you maintain that relationship and then leverage that relationship for your business? So step one, I believe for me is just like any sales job. You have to be an expert and people need to know that you're an expert. And I believe that's the number one reason why somebody calls me. Uh, here in Utah, we have a lot of competitors, just like in a lot of the nation. I think we're up to, what, six or 7,000 agents now in our state that are licensed and performing real estate. So for me, I, I do a lot of work on Facebook. I try to launch out little videos about things I'm doing. And I do it in a good way and in a bad way. The good way okay. I do it. I have a lot of fun with it. I post out, you know, little videos about projects I'm doing. Uh, for example, the last video I think I published was I posted on Facebook and asked any of my clients or friends, and I would come clean your gutters for free. I, okay. I, I put a ladder in a truck and went to seven different houses and made video segments of showing people that they need to clean out their gutters. If you're going to sell your house for crying out loud, you need to have clean gutters so you don't have flags on your inspection report and things like that. Now, is that uber important in the scheme of things when it comes to selling your house? No, but I had a chance to meet with seven people, walk through their house during coronavirus time, you know, wearing my mask and gloves and, and get a chance to interact with them and just do a service for them. Now, from those seven people, I believe it or not, I even had one of them call me to Hey, uh, I've got this friend that saw one of your videos and I told him how you came clean my gutters. Um, they've got questions. They want to know about buying and selling a home. That's how I get my business. I want to be an expert in homes. I want to understand every single detail that a house has, the maintenance pieces, how it's built, how you maintain it, how you care for it, beautify it, make it better. And by doing so, people will call me and just ask questions on their remodels or what they're about to do. And that over this time starts generating more and more business for me. So I, I, I love this idea, right? Is be the expert. And oftentimes we talk about be the expert in the market, right? Which I know that you spend a lot of time studying the market, but you're taking it even a step further. You're saying, look, I'm a home expert. I actually saw your, your, one of your videos that you did. Um, and it was, uh, it was garbage disposals yes. right? and, and, and I like to think that I'm a fairly handy guy, but there were even things from your video that I learned that I didn't know about garbage disposals. Uh, and, and I remember at the time there had been an amazing amount of views on that video. I mean, it was, people were learning things and it was, it was like you said, you had fun with the video, but what you're saying is that simple thing, those videos have already begun to produce business for you. Yeah. And the key, like garbage disposals, that whole video came to be from just a friend calling me at night saying, dude, my wife is mad. I, my garbage disposal is broken. Do you think you'd be able to help me get a new garbage disposal at Home Depot or Lowe's? Let's not discriminate, even though I do have Home Depot, but can we go to Home Depot and get a new garbage disposal together? And when I showed up, I turned it on and was like, Dude, I'm pretty sure this isn't broken. Oh, yeah, I know how to fix this. Will you will you record this real quick for me? That's how that entire video came to be, was just that's, that's amazing. Up at night who called 
his real estate agent. He didn't call a plumber. I don't know why. He just thought, man, my real estate agent knows how to work on plumbing. I am not a licensed plumber, but man, I mean, we had a great time. And sure enough, lo and behold, this garbage field was broken. It was just jammed. We fixed it, made a fun video out of it and threw it out there. It was great. It was great. That's, that's awesome. So being the expert, step number one to, to generating referrals from your business, what, what's, what's, what else is in there? So let's go then take it a step further because I'm going to, you're going to have to help me, Tyler, because I get mumble jumbled in my thoughts, you know, <laughs> you got what I'm doing right. Uh, the next piece that I love is doing unique things in the transaction. There okay. is nothing better to me than someone to say, oh, this is my real estate agent. And people just to look at me and go, what? For example, uh, if my clients need to move, generally speaking, I I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there helping them actually move their boxes into a U-Haul. And is that the most time effective thing I could spend earning money? No, absolutely not. Like really, there are a thousand better things I could do to earn money, but I've received multiple clients myself, even from that experience, because when you show up to help someone move and they're connected in their neighborhood and you're showing up, you know, in your polo, sorry, other side in your polo here, you know, with your branding and you say, oh, you know, and you just make little comments here and there while you're moving. And they're like, this is my real estate agent, man, for me, that's my circle prospecting. That's my just listed, just sold. I meet up with people there at that, that time to move their stuff in the U-Haul. And I start talking to their neighbors and saying, oh, I'm just their real estate agent. You know, I'm going to buy pizza tonight for everybody that came and we're just going to have a great time. And all the time I get people that say, hey, do you want to come talk to me and my wife, you know, we're thinking about maybe selling our house too, you know, and just had some questions about this area and you seem to already sell houses here. So you want to talk about that? And I, it, it, it's just fun stuff like that, that really helps set you apart and something that's completely different than the other people out there. Well, I, I think that's amazing, right? It is, well, and especially the example that you use to go and I'm going to help somebody move. I'm going to load boxes into a U-Haul and coincidentally, all the neighbors are there also giving a hand. I think it's great because it humanizes you, right? All of a sudden, it, 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 it's, it's not, hey, this is Carl Spencer, the real estate agent. It's, hey, I'm, I'm Carl Spencer. I also do real estate. And, and all of a sudden, there's far less barriers, which is fantastic. So you, I mean, you comment, you say, man, it's not, it, there's other, other things I could be doing that are more worth my time. But your record speaks for itself in that what you're doing is working. Uh, and and I, I love that. So we've talked about being an expert. We've talked about unique things that you do in a transaction. Do you have other things that you do that are unique besides loading stuff into a U-Haul? Because these are the things that people want to take away and go, you know, that's something that I could do. And I know that Carl in Utah is finding a ton of success with it. So there is, uh, here's another, it's a total side feature. We'll change subjects a little bit more on how I contact my sphere. Okay. Um, I have a routine. I wake up in my morning uh, I'm sure people have their routines, right? When you're first kind of groggy and just starting to wake up. First thing I do, I don't know why I always look at my bank account. That's weird. But for right. some reason, right. I just log into my bank account and just see, did somebody scam me last night? Second thing I do is I always open up my Facebook link first thing. And I just check the birthdays for today. Okay. That, that is a really important thing. I believe for me is I just check off there. And that will remind me, there's a lot of systems out there, processes people can do to track people's birthdays. But 
no matter who they are, if I have a relatively personal relationship with them, I just make note in my phone to call them that day. I don't believe in ever really posting on Facebook, happy birthday, because people get 62 of those, right? They'll get a ton of them. But a phone call, a personalized text message, I, I think has felt has gone a long way for me. So one simple thing that I do to help contact my sphere on a consistent basis is I personally will reach out that day on their birthday. And the way I seem to track it best is uh, Facebook does it for me. I mean, that's that's simple enough. I can put into a lot of different processes, I'm sure. But for me, Facebook's already built in to just tell you who your birthdays are that day. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I love doing that. Just first thing in the morning, I just check it and go down the list and say, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday. Make sure at some point in the middle of the day, I'm going to give them a phone call and just say, hey, happy birthday. And I just love the reaction. Holy cow, you remembered. Well, Facebook told me, but hopefully there's not friends on here watching this. Sorry, guys. I didn't move your birthday. That's fantastic, though, to reach out for some to somebody on a special day like that. I think that's that's fantastic. But you do that every morning. You log in. Every single morning, without fail, zero questions. You know, I check today. And I just look through that little list and I say, you know, which one of these would be a most likely person that I could help in real estate? Um, you know, what are their needs? Are they a past client? Anything like that? And we have a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of things out there. You can send a personalized mailer, things like that, right? But I have found a lot of success when you're talking about birthdays is just getting a way to remember that it's their birthday that day and just making a simple call. I don't even have to spend money on gifts, thank goodness. But <laughs> let's, let's speak truthfully there. <laughs> just a phone call. Just a phone call. It works. It works. I, I that's fantastic. And and let let's continue with this here. And I want to get back to this list that we're creating. Right, being an expert, unique things. And and I think that looking at at birthdays, uh, looking at your bank account, maybe there's something there right, that you're going, hey, today's going to be a successful day. And Here's my motivator is to is to have this number be bigger. But let's talk a little bit more about your sphere. And okay. and before before we do that, let me just uh, again welcome everybody who's here joining us. Uh, Amanda, Robert, Pat, uh, thank you so much everybody for for joining us. If you have questions about contacting your sphere, uh, about how Carl does business, how he's been able to do 62 transactions in the first two years of his real estate career, uh, be sure to comment those in. If you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, we have members of our marketing team who are watching those channels as well. So we'll make sure to get those questions relayed over to me and we'll uh, we'll get those questions over to uh, over to Carl here. Um, so again, Carl, let's talk more about your sphere of influence because that's where, like you said, 95% of your transactions have come from. Um, so we're, we're talking 55 to 60 transactions have have uh, have come from your sphere of influence. Uh, and so we're talking about these these things that you do every single day to make sure that you that you're contacting your sphere. The birthdays is top of the list, right? You're you're yeah. making sure that you're checking birthdays and then uh, and then reaching out to them on a personal level, uh, a phone call or a text message. Right. And we'll take it even a step further. Right. So I have birthdays. That should be a touch for the year. Okay. Um, I've, I consider spring and I consider fall my other opportunities to touch. Okay. If I'm feeling really awesome, I'll try to sneak in some holidays there. Okay. But again, holidays are really tough be for me, I believe, because I don't love it when somebody's getting bombarded with automatic information and contacts and things like that. I want to be able to stand out, like I said. So 
picking my own times of the year to reach out and touch base with people that that's what's really been really helpful for me so why why spring and fall simply so that you could have a couple of times a year and that's just what you picked and there's no major holidays or why why that i think they're for me they're easy again let's go back to the piece of how i like to believe that i am a home expert and okay. and there any of my competitors any of my um, colleagues out there anything that's out there they can agree that know me i know houses i know the maintenance of what's required on them what i need to do because i study it okay. and spring specifically there's a lot of stuff you need to do in the spring okay and there's a whole list of things you can work on checking with your with your clients um spring for example is a great time to a get your gutters cleaned check that out right make sure that we're doing okay when we get a lot of rain in the spring um furnace filters we can go into that on its own separate occasion right uh we've got your first yard projects where you start mowing you start fertilizing everybody has sprinkler issues in the spring i don't know what it is about snow how does snow ruin sprinkler heads i don't understand it right but somehow right it does it go to fall the time i reach out to people in fall is when i watch the weather and i see it's about to freeze I will contact in this last year, um, I contacted everybody that year that I had sold a house to. And so 17 buyers is what I had last year to, to reach out and contact. And I went to every single one of their houses and said, Hey, by the way, in the next two days, I saw the weather, it's going to drop into the twenties. It's our first big freeze. Not good to have your sprinkler system still running. Um, I'm happy to come look at it for you as your expert local real estate agent to come in and just make sure your pipes don't freeze and burst because that, that would be really terrible. So make sure you disconnect your hoses from the faucets and let's just make sure your sprinkler system's turned off. And it took me a whole day to do it, but it was probably one of the best days I've spent because I got to go have 17 personal conversations with people. And uh, it was absolutely wonderful. I absolutely loved it. I, I, I love that. So, and, and that makes sense, right? Spring and fall is when you make big changes to your house, winterizing and preparing for winter in the fall and then preparing for summer as, as spring arrives. Um, yeah. Aside, aside from house maintenance and things, what are you talking about on the, with those touches or are you, are you, are you focused specifically on, Hey, I'm the expert and here's my advice during those, those touches in uh, uh, fall and spring. It is important, but uh, even more so, right. And I'll talk about next in this in today's what we're dealing with right now is a phenomenal opportunity to talk to people about what's happening in the market we're experiencing or beginning to experience in a lot of areas a heavy shift and with heavy shift brings a lot of uncertainty and number one with uncertainty brings fear and people want to know so what do they rely upon they rely upon their expert when it comes time to do taxes people call their accountants they want to know questions they want to do things when people want to talk about um really anything, financial information, they'll call their financial people to talk to them about it. I need to be that person. And so now specifically in this point, it's studying the market and calling people, taking phone calls, fielding time to just discuss with them what I see is, what I see is going on, running my reports in my MLS and getting weekly snapshots of the changes and everything that's happening here. So as, as you as you're doing that, you're 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 calling out to people right now in your sphere, and you're updating them on what's happening, right? Absolutely. Interest rates, home transactions, days on market. I mean, anything else that that's that's useful. That's the information that you're sharing with people to show them 
you know, here's here's what I recommend or or what I don't recommend doing during this time. Is that right? Absolutely. I think so many people have this big question mark. Um, what is happening with the housing market? You know, is it producing what it did again in 2008 to 2009? Right. And, and people are terrified. And so to just, even if your news isn't great news, providing some news is helping people really calm down and feel good about how they're feeling. I don't even know if it means that they're interested in trying to buy and sell at this moment. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. And they'll talk to me about it when it gets to that point. But right now it's just, people are cooped up in their houses. They're, they're tied up and they, they want to know and see what's happening. So just like you said, right. I, I just go through and I talk to a few lenders. I get a couple ideas of what's going on in my lending things. Where's interest rates at right now? How are we feeling here? Um, I'll, MLSs all have the ability to run reports. Um, and so right now I follow Utah specifically very closely. And fascinating fact right now, I think here in Utah County specifically, we're at a 17.6%, I think was the last time I checked, uh, deficit in inventory. Obviously, yeah, because way down. way down. And and to show, you know, these kind of stats where I can bring a little bit of knowledge to them so that they can go talk to their friends and sound like a real estate expert themselves. Uh, it really helps a lot. So they can regurgitate your research. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh yeah, that everybody does it, right? You know, you hear this, this car down the street, you're like, oh yeah, that's a whatever Hemi, blah, 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 blah. That truck's freaking awesome. They just got that from their local car mechanic. Have <laughs> tell them something cool about their thing. I mean, it's really all that it is, right? It's just yeah, whatever you make. Stick. We all we all like to be in the know, right? We like to be the guy who knows exactly. things. Exactly, exactly. So let me let me jump in here. Amanda uh, just asked a question. Amanda Smith, thank you, Amanda, and, and uh, welcome back to the show. She says, "Do you do any email marketing to to your sphere of influence?" So we know that phone calls and and stop bys are are big for you, right? That there's the um, there's this personal touch, right? I mean, you spend a whole day driving around talking about sprinklers. Um, are you doing any email marketing to your to your sphere? And if so, what does it look like? Um, Amanda, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna crash that bubble a little bit because again, I say my stats are great, but I know I could do better. And this is probably one of those areas I could do better. I do not do any email marketing, and I do it. This is my own personal thing for one reason. Um, I hate getting emails. I hate it. I, I get emails from people, you know, yesterday I was laughing, I was out on a little fishing thing on the Memorial weekend and I was coming back to my vehicle and I grabbed my phone and I was like, oh great, here it is. My 12 emails from every lender that's ever done a transaction with me, wishing me a special and happy Memorial Day. Uh, I, I don't, I don't care to read them. I just delete every single one of them. And as much as that matters, I know it's important to people. Uh, to get that email marketing out and to get, you know, those touches all the time. But for me personally, I have seen plenty of success not doing that. I think the key though to help out a little bit is don't, don't rely on doing nothing. Then you have, if you're not going to do email, do something, you've got to do something. You can't just rely on it. So maybe go more into sending out text messages or sending out phone calls, uh, sending out personalized messages rather than just can't email campaigning people. I love that. Thank you. 
Uh, and again, if you have questions for Carl, please make sure to to, to chat those into the uh, whatever channel you're on there, Facebook, YouTube, or our, our webpage, uh, and we'll have Carl answer those for us. So, Carl, let's keep talking sphere, right? This is your thing. Uh, what 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 other things do you do that you feel like have have contributed to your success as as a full time agent in the last few years? Man. Uh... I think it it really just keeps coming down to I love doing really random stuff. Okay. So for me, I'll give a couple more examples of random things. Um, food. Everybody loves food. And maybe you can tell by this camera. I really love <laughs> food. Okay. I mean, I love it a lot. So if I'm driving down the street and I see a food truck, uh, oftentimes when I take clients out, right, we stop and we grab food, you know, let's go look at houses. But I always tell them, Hey, these, if you're looking in this area, Saratoga Springs, which is in Utah, a little city, right. I'll be like, Hey, by the way, that's my favorite Chinese place. So you just sent me six houses to look at, but by why we're there, why don't we go ahead and uh, check out my favorite Chinese place? That sounds delicious. Doesn't it? Now, if they really love it, uh, later on down the road, if they move there or something of that effect. I have no problem going and picking up some to-go food and dropping it off at their house. I I love doing that. It's it's so awesome. Now, I don't do it for everybody because that's really expensive. But hold <laughs> on. Just, yeah, with, with 62 transactions, it can, right? Can start to start to consume all those commissions. <laughs> I pretty much, yeah, my margins are down real low. It may look like I'm successful, but I only make like 50 grand eat. No, I'm just kidding, everybody. It's <laughs> a terrible joke. <laughs> No, I, I love doing things like that. And especially during uh, coronavirus time, that was something I got to do this last year was I wanted to support my local food areas. And so during this coronavirus uh, piece, you know, in Utah, we were lucky enough to stay relatively shut down, but all of our food to go stayed as an option. And Utah and real estate agents, particularly, we already had some pretty strict guidelines from the CDC what we needed to do, mask, gloves, uh, disinfect surfaces, your Supras and everything like that. So I, I had quite a bit of gear in my car to keep the protection aspect. And um, I loved reaching out to some clients and saying, uh, you guys craving something tonight? I I'm willing to be your free delivery driver tonight, which helped a little bit on my own budget because I didn't have to pay for everybody's food. Um, just being the uh, delivery guy. Yeah, just be a delivery guy. You know, uh, Drastic Tacos is an awesome taco place here. And I have these clients that just adore it. Now, I don't feel terrible buying stuff for them at all because these guys, you know, personally sold their house with me, bought a new house, and then had one of their best friend couples sell both of their homes to buy a new home together since they got married. So, I mean, five deals out of one referral there, that it's, I'll buy them tacos any day that they have. That's worth, that's worth some tacos I'll now to their house you know and, and i love doing that it's just taking tacos to them and it's a good laugh we have a chance to talk and and do something so let me ask this question then is is because uh, you've mentioned coronavirus and COVID 19 pandemic and everything that's changed uh, what what else have you seen change in your business in the last few months since uh since the pandemic started hesitancy i've seen a lot of okay. people hesitant. i've seen it's you know, and you, mean, I, you, you mean you mean in regarding whether or not to buy or sell? Exactly. Um, buyers have this 
overwhelming fear at the moment. I don't want to be the last guy to buy the home at the very peak of the market. And is it still the very peak of the market? I'm not going to be that sucker that did that, right? Because right now, all of you agents out there listening to this, you love it when you talk to someone that says, I bought my house in 2010. You, you almost have this moment where you look at them and you have to do it, right? You have to say to them, wow, you're a genius. You... <laughs> You planned your finances perfectly to buy right at that point where everything just went blah. And now in 2019 and 20, you've been reaping the benefits of seeing this humongous growth in it. So people are excited. They're really excited think, for an opportunity to buy at a good rate. Um, but at the same time, they're scared. They're scared. Am I, am I still a little too high? Is it going to go down even more? that I'll be able to have this awesome opportunity to 10 years later, tell my real estate agent, you know, look how great I was. I, I bought it at the perfect time. Um, same thing for sellers though. Sellers are sitting here going, okay, what are we doing? Like, how am I supposed to show my house? You know, I don't have a place to go. Am I still going to be able to let people through my house? And that's a, that, that's a real fear for some people right now is letting people walk through their home and have this, uh, this fear of a of contamination or things like that um yeah. but even more so uh what if somebody buys my house and i'm not able to go buy a home and we're in lockdown and all of this stuff yeah. so right now i see a lot of hesitancy i see i see that a lot with people are you doing anything different i mean and hesitancy is is um we see that in some regards often, right? So as a, as an objection Correct. or a reason yeah. to not do anything, it's, it still exists, but the, the reason for that hesitancy is certainly much more in our face right now. Um, are you doing anything different to help overcome that with people? I mean, when you're having that conversation and they go, you know, I, I don't want to buy or sell right now because, you know, Corona apocalypse, um, are, are we, what are you doing, if anything, differently to help address that concern with people? Absolutely. I think a key is like I talked about before, know your stats. Okay. Hard be the stats, expert. Be the expert. Hard stats, you cannot fight hard stats. And the tough thing I heard from somebody before was it's tough, but it's also great. Um, I was listening to one of the real estate expert. I wish I could know who he was. I can't remember. He's that good of an expert, I guess. Uh, he was saying, hey, uh, stats are really difficult because they can be whatever you want them to be. You can, you can alter stats however you want. And I'm not saying alter your stats to falsify the market information. Uh, don't go that far, please, with my words. But, but go in a sense of I know how to help my buyer feel great with stats and I know how to help my seller feel great with stats. Because right. there are stats reflecting both options. Right. And just like we understand, if you're the right time to buy and sell is when you're looking to buy and sell. It's always the right time. So if things are tough, that's then that's the big conversation I need to have with them is, you know, if you're trying to sell right now and prices are still high, um, yeah, you're going to buy a home, you know, at a relatively higher cost than they might be in the next six months. But great here specifically, interest rates are in the low threes at the moment. So you're going to make back that difference in that monthly payment in what you're paying in interest substantially. You're going to be able to sell your house for more 
and you're still going to be able to get this opportunity to, you know, cash out on what your investment was. And then if the market's shifting, it's the exact same principle. Hey, unfortunately, you know, you're not going to be able to cash out as much right now in your home because a little more competitively. Uh, however, good news is uh, houses out there, they're, they're also looking for a really good buyer. So they're trying to price competitively as well. And you're going to get an opportunity to make it back there as well. So it's always stats. Like I said, stats are always in your favor. And I've seen that help people so many times just to sit down with them and say, here's the hard numbers of what I've seen in your area. Number of listings that are on the market, number under contract, the number that are closing. And here's the facts. So helps them make a decision. Now, if I could, good. a bigger piece for my sellers right now, um, the subject right is, and this is again, where I think coming in as an expert, um, you really have an opportunity here to go above and beyond as an agent at this moment to show them that you know what people like and do what you want to get educated on that. Maybe watch uh, HGTV a bunch, right? Okay. See what's HGTV. trendy. Check out the colors and, you know, put in all the stuff that what everybody's putting in. But there's a principle that we learned at Keller Williams, um, the three P's, the two F's. So this is for stage presentation, right? It goes um, plant, pictures, paint, fixture, furniture. Okay. So before a seller's market, it, it's fine. It doesn't even matter if your house stinks. Just put it on the market with a sign and, you know, do the other P's, which is put a, put a sign in, do some pictures and put it on the MLS and it will sell just like that. Uh, obviously with markets changing up a little bit, these, this other option where you do a different, but you add the two F's. I'm really trying to help my clients understand the importance of plant stands for your curb appeal, right? Putting plants in, the, you know, doing things like that. Your pictures, it, having your house less personalized, uh, take down a bunch of the family photos so people don't walk in and feel like they're actually walking in somebody else's house. Uh, paint, just make it look fresh, clean. Fixtures, if they're the old, I mean, I guess they're coming back in the style in some places, right? But the old gold 1990s fixtures yep. that all over, come out if you can. And furniture, clean your space out, get it open, make it look look fresh, uh, and really get it so that you don't walk into a cluttered mess. So those kind of things are really important right now that we're adjusting as agents instead of just saying, hey, it's fine. I've been an agent for two months, but it's okay. Let's just put a sign in your yard. It's going to sell. It's not even a problem. To now you need to say, hey, I've been an agent for two months, and I've really dedicated myself to being an expert in what you need to do to get your house properly listed. Well, I think what you're talking about is really important in that, um, you know, if you look at anybody who got into real estate in the last 10 years, they've experienced a growing positive, very, very bull market, right? I mean, we've mm -hmm. seen home prices climb really, really high over the past 10 years. Um, and, and so somebody getting into real estate, that might have been based on their, their specific local market. That might be all they have to do is put a sign in the yard, take pictures and put it on the MLS. But but what you're talking about is is as things shift, as things change um, and we don't know to what extent they're going to change here in the future. But but we are certainly seeing shifts. We're seeing changes. Uh, and, and I think what you're talking about is important. This adaptation, right, is this ability to go, hey, the future is going to be different than the past has been. 
how do I how do I change to that? And I think that that, that, that that's a really good topic here. And and if we could talk about it for just a minute, um, what are you what what do you think as as we look forward? Uh, we're coming into the summer months, which are super super productive. Um, where do you think the opportunity really lies for a real estate professional to get out there and generate business? Do you think that um, obviously for you as an expert of, of sphere and generating referrals, right? 95% of your business coming from referrals. Uh, you may be biased toward, toward referrals, but where do you think, uh, where do you think agents need to focus and need to go in order to make these summer months as productive as they would have been had, had, you know, COVID-19 not happened? How do we maintain production despite a shifting market is maybe the best way to ask that. Yeah. I love that. So I'll throw a big plug for uh, the ad adaptation that I need myself to make. Right. I understand that I'm, I've done great in sphere. Mm -hmm. I've done phenomenal in my, my base is what I call it. Right. My business that will always be there for me. But now I understand perfectly well that those people that I know out of that, you know, 200, 300 people that are active in my sphere that I'm contacting and reaching out to, less and less of them are going to be interested in buying and selling at this point. So to get there, I, I do need to start prospecting. And there's a lot of different avenues there, a lot of different ways to do it. Um, but I think that's going to be key in any market. The amount of effort that you put for you put forth before will not generate the same business now. And I've seen that even the last two months and any agent that's out there guaranteed they've also seen the last two months. I've seen a ton of agents in my office that are still just powering strong, you know, putting up their six lists a week. Uh, they're loving it, but they're realizing that those have been in preparation, right, for so long. And now we've got to put forth 10 times the effort so that we can keep that moving forward and keep that rolling down the right path. So you're, what you're saying is to sum it up, right? You're saying that, look, we, we, we might have to put in more effort now to get the same amount of transactions over the next 90 or 180 days, but that's required because of this shift in the market. And, and you mentioned that, you know, personally, you need to get out and begin prospecting more, generating new business from people outside of your sphere, uh, which, which, you know, I think for, I think for anybody, I think that's, I think that's a strong way to look at it is to go, look, I, I have, I have my base business that I do. Here's, here are the, the methods that I use to generate business. Um, I need to add to that. You know, if you look at, if you look at, you know, a product like, like Red X or a company like Red X, we want to diversify with multiple right. products. And it's the same, it's the same for a real estate business. We want to diversify to make sure that you know, we've got sphere of influence, we've got expires, we've got for rent by owners, we've got just listed, just sold. And we want to make sure that we have a, a good source of business coming in from each one of those, right? Is that fair to, to summarize what you're saying? A thousand percent. Because now the big questions people have um, just about, you know, do I have enough money right now to buy a home? And I'm, I'm going to change shifts here too, if I could a little bit. Mm -hmm. A big piece of my business, we haven't talked about this I don't, I do a lot of helping people buy their primary residence, but a huge chunk of my business is also um, investments, people that want to put their money into something. Because the more that you can contact these people, right, the more you can help them understand 
primary residents are great, but oftentimes it is a little tough when I help them buy a home. And then I think in my head, man, uh, the mistake we make, right, as agents, uh, man, they said this is going to be their forever home. So why would I need to stay in contact with them? You know, um, yeah, good point. false. It, it's it's more important to I think it's more important to stay in contact with those people because they've now gotten to that point where they have their home. So now all their savings and their stuff that they're earning and learning and growing towards is to get on that road to becoming an investor, to buy a rental property, to pick up a condo, a townhome, a duplex, a triplex, name it, right? Um, and then really keep them helping, helping them understand that process to learn down, down that path. So now, particularly for me, the shift that we're, that we're talking about here and going down these different markets, um, I now spend more time studying what's happening in the rental market than I did before. So yes, I prospecting, but even more so with prospecting. Uh, prospecting after clients in a different light. Um, people that have their for rent by owners, those people that are renting their homes by themselves and talking to them about what do you need to do? Uh, my personal belief here, let's let's go off on that. Um, take it for as it is. I believe that the next shift of foreclosures before foreclosures and notice of defaults, I don't think the big wave of pre-foreclosures that are going to happen are going to come from our primary residents in in this next market shift. I think there are so many houses that people bought as Airbnbs, uh, you know, rental properties and things like that, and they've been affected. So, yeah, now it's a good time for us as agents to try to master and become diversified in multiple aspects of the market. To learn that, does that help? I love that. Yeah, I, I absolutely, and I and I think that you're, I, I think you're you're spot on, right? As as you look at um, as you look at what's happening right now with furloughed payments and and uh, and the unemployment rates as high as they are, I think that we're going to see lots of second homes, lots of vacation rentals that where 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 owners are leveraging the rent to pay the mortgage. I think that. Correct. A lot of a lot of those situations are are uh, we're going to see that shift here in the next ninety days, and I think that, however great that shift is, right? Hopefully, hopefully it's just a blip, and 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 a tiny hiccup. But if it if it does end up being something great, uh, you, what you're saying is we need to be poised to be able to leverage and 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 uh, and get good at prospecting to that, at having those conversations, and being an expert. Going back to kind of kind of what your mantra is is I want to be the 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 whole the the housing expert. We've got to be the expert to make sure that that when those situations arise with our sphere of influence, that we can speak with an educated uh, with an educated paradigm. I think one of the important things agents can do right now, or something that I've been doing, is I went and talked to my brokerage and said. Um, Hey, heads up, you know, what is the difference here if I help some people with rentals? Because we have fiduciary duties, we have contracts, we have legal obligations, we have, con you know, everything that we have to do legally. But when we have people call us and just say, you're obviously an expert, uh, tell me about how to get a tenant in here. And you're like, well, I don't do property management. So well, it does do property management, but then also at the same time, you want to keep your hands on it, right? You want to help that client that you can maintain that, that level of expert with that client. 
um, talk with your brokerage to see if they have any resources. Um, a lot of big brokerages will have a property management inside their brokerage doing its own things that you can become acquainted with it. Because if, for example, if I was in Florida right now, California, where uh, states, you know, have been in lockdown and still are in lockdown and those properties are now sitting for the third month vacant, holy Toledo's. I mean, it's just, would be a, it's a gold mine of an opportunity for agents, I think, to realize what's sitting out in front of them. And they're not on any spreadsheets or anything like that. You just got to get out and hustle and go find people that have these properties and these investments and figure out what you can do to help them. I, I love that. Carl, let me ask uh, kind of one final question here is uh, if, if you were if you were sitting down with somebody who is struggling in their in their real estate business, whether you know, 35 year veteran or brand new agent, what's the advice that you'd give to them here to get them going during these uh, coming summer months? One piece, I'm trying to process that quick. Cause you just, you know, you asked for like the ring of all rings, right? What is the one, right? Um, a big piece. And we've heard this in a lot of stuff. I, I make jokes about this to a lot of my friends. I, I do participate in some coaching levels to get people to help me. But as real estate, this is the bread and butter. Stop being complacent. If anything, if you're listening to this podcast and trying to figure out what this random guy in Utah is doing for his business, right? You're obviously listening to this podcast because you want to do something with your business and you want to change it up. So my advice is stop being complacent. Whether you're a 35-year veteran you, if you're 35 year veteran, you know what you need to do. You've been through two economic crashes already. So you understand what, what is now about to happen. If you're just starting in real estate and you've only been at it for a year or two, just like myself, or you're just starting a couple months, what an opportunity for you because you're, you have a chance to thrive. They project that we see so many agents drop out. And that's what happens when these shifts happen. So many agents just drop out because the simple easy job which produces so much passive income is now drying up no i think this is a chance that you can get up and start doing it make your routines follow what you learn um follow these podcasts follow any coach that you that you watch it getting out of being complacent just get up and start doing stuff so for me who does not love calling expireds and fizzbos yeah, I know what I need to do. I know exactly what I have to start doing. Um, you know, I, I do my best to start getting things set up and, and get rolling on that. I know what I need to start doing for my clients. I can't just walk around anymore and buy people tacos. I get that. I've got to jump in and start working to actively fight to keep my full and keep it progressing down its line. Because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do more work now. That's just the way it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just get, just get to it. Well, I, I appreciate that. I know a really great source for your expireds and fizzbos when you're ready to start making those calls. <laughs> so we'll, we'll stay in touch. Uh, thank you so much, Carl. I think there, there's some amazing gold nuggets that, that we can take away from this conversation. I, I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so much for everybody who's tuned in with us today. Uh, we, uh, we've been doing these podcasts for a couple of months and we've got a couple of months lined up. It's been fantastic. Again, if you're not subscribed and getting the email updates for these podcasts, go to uh, the best place to go is our blog, theredx.com forward slash blog. 
there's a, a, a spot for you to uh, subscribe to the email updates for this campaign here. Uh, fantastic information from top producing agents, movers and shakers, uh, economists, uh, and other real estate professionals. It's been really fantastic. Another great place to go, guys and gals, if you need information uh, and you're a Red X customer, make sure to go to our customer forum that you can find within Vortex. Uh, it's a fantastic place to go to communicate with other Red X clients who are who are still performing uh, and uh, and doing very, very well. So that's a great place to go. As always, make sure to go to our Facebook page. There's great updates that we're giving there on a regular basis. And uh, of course, our YouTube channel where we're sharing great content like this podcast. Guys and gals, thank you so much for joining us again today. We've got another podcast here tomorrow and another one scheduled for Friday, same time, 1.30 Mountain Time. Be sure to join us then. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you again, Carl, for joining us. Uh, if, you. you'll hang, if you'll hang out for a few minutes here, we'll go over some post-show notes and things. Uh, but uh, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow.